0: Golden Valley, your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show, live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. All right, all right, all right. Memphis, Tennessee police releasing the body cam footage of that confrontation that
1: five black officers had with Tyree Nichols in a... Fatal traffic stop beating last night. Ben Dieter was on hand during the mostly peaceful demonstrations after that video was released. Protests erupting in downtown Memphis as the city released the graphic body cam footage from Tyree Nichols arrest. Four separate videos include footage from the officers' body cameras as well as traffic surveillance footage showing officers swarmed the 29-year-old. In Memphis reporting, I'm Ben Dieter.
0: House Speaker Kevin McCarthy shooting down Democrat claims that Republicans want to cut entitlements. McCarthy
1: says he wants to trim government spending unrelated to entitlement programs like Social Security. More of these stories at srnews.com.
2: Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances. Heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. I always thought the tires would be more expensive at a
1: dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai, and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Portions of this program may have been pre recorded.
2: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
1: It is time. Yes! Where's your hand?
3: Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good
4: morning. Welcome to King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. It's one of those days where I've got the heavy socks, I've got the hoodie. I am going to try to stay warm when I go outside, but it's actually pretty nice in here. I know I used to complain about the... uh, the HVAC system here in the building. It turned out there was something broken. <laughs> I, I kept telling there was something broken, and I, I, some fellow uh, who works for our works in our as uh, a general maintenance worker here and kind of specializes in dealing with the HVACs in all of these different buildings. Dug around in three doors down from me, there was a broken valve, and it was all affecting my one room. Uh, fixed, feel better. It's it's great here now. Anyway. Uh, Hopefully you're staying warm and uh, out of the place. I'm holding a cup of Starbucks this morning. You might wonder, well, why would you do that? So I don't know if you've paid attention to this story, but if you are a fan of The Mermaid, um, you probably are aware that, uh, and and you have the rewards card, uh, you know that uh, in a couple weeks, the number of points or stars you need to get um a a free drink or uh, or a uh, a breakfast sandwich or something like that is going to go up quite a bit um according to uh according to a story here I want to I want to bring it up let me go bring up this story uh, I was just there a moment ago too uh, and I lost it let me go let me go let me go read this back again to you Starting on February 13th, Starbucks members will need 100 points to get one cup of hot, hot or iced coffee, tea, a baked good, or a prepackaged snack. 200 bucks for 200 stars, excuse me, for a latte, frappuccino, or hot breakfast item, and 300 for the prepackaged salads, lunch sandwiches, or coffee beans. Um, They used to charge 50 stars for your. Your hot coffee which i always thought was a pretty good deal you get if you use the cards you get two stars for every dollar you spend or 50 you know 50 cents a star and so for me it was it was quite simple it was in my head it works out to if i buy six or seven cups of coffee i'm getting the seventh one free and it's like okay that's not a bad deal i would take that um and and when i when i used that um when I when I did that it made sense. Now, people and you might wonder, well, why are you talking about this? And I because I had a conversation with a group of people that I go there one day a week. I sit there with them for about an hour. We 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 solve the world's problems amazingly. We come back next week and there are new ones to solve. Uh, you know, it's a full it's a it's it's a full time job. Anyway. Um, and I said, well, I'll be changing what I drink. And they said, why? And I said, well, I, what do you mean? I said, I actually love um, a particular drink called a flat white. I think it's a fabulous coffee. They're expensive in most places, including at Starbucks. And I, they said, yeah, but you don't drink those here. You just drink a regular cup of coffee because they're cheaper. I said, I know. But the relative price of my cup of coffee has now doubled. How do you mean? Because I now need 100 stars versus 50. But it took me 150 stars to get a flat white before, and now it's going to take 200 for my flat white. It's like that price only went up by a third. In other words, instead of trading three cups of coffee for one flat white, I now only have to trade away two cups of coffee for a flat white. Now, will I go less to starbucks maybe maybe not i actually prefer to go to uh places run by locals there's several lovely coffee shops run by local couples and 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 businesses here in the community i i could i could name off a bunch but i'm here in saint cloud and you're most of you listening to me are not in saint cloud so it doesn't matter to you um but for me i like to support local business when i can i don't I don't like going to chains if I can avoid it, but I, I I actually like the coffee at Starbucks. Okay, you will not catch me dead in a caribou, um, uh, because I just don't like their coffee very much. Uh, but I but I like Starbucks. I like some of the other ones better that are more local. Anyway, what I what I'm talking about here is an economic concept, which is relative prices are what matters. And for me, it's a matter of when I choose to use stars to pay for something, I'm now being encouraged to get a crafty drink rather than just pour some coffee in a cup, throw a splash of cream on top, and put it out for me. I'll be by to pick it up in five minutes, which is what I normally do and what I did this morning. I find this odd for this reason. The amount of human time needed to produce for me the coffee I have in my hand right now—just a a venti dark roast with cream—it is probably fifteen seconds tops, right? Put the cup under the uh, put the cup there, pull down the handle. They don't even hold the handle; they just leave it on. They wait till it fills up. They flip it back off, grab me, grab a. Uh, Grab uh, the, the the half and half. Pour a little on top. Walk it out. 15 seconds. The barista who has to make my make my flat white needs a good minute to get that thing done. Maybe maybe a little bit less. Here's what I find weird. Supposedly, places like Starbucks are really suffering. From a shortage of labor. Why would they decrease relatively. The price of the drink that uses a lot more labor. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm being encouraged by their pricing behavior. To buy a coffee that takes more time to make. Takes more labor to make. If anything, they should probably reduce the price of this, of this, of this plain cup of coffee, and jack the price of the flat white, the cappuccino, and and then and then Lord help me the frappuccinos that fly out of that place. I, I get it in the middle of the summer, but those things are flying out the door at 8 a.m. when it's 10 degrees outside. I'm like, what is going on? Well. Largely, they're being bought by kids on their way to, the, or by students on their way to the local high school. And they like, they, that's the drink they like. And they take time, too. Right. Prices should reflect the relative cost of production. They should, uh, among other things. Now, I'm relatively indifferent about my coffees, I like a flat white better than this. But a flat—let's in round numbers—a flat white costs me five. A, um, a this cup of coffee costs me three, right? So I'm willing to have a coffee I like a little bit less to save forty percent relative to what I would pay on that on that flat white. Okay, but now you've changed the price so that the flat white is only going to cost me two of these versus cost me two of these whereas before if i use my stars to buy my flat white it cost me the equivalent of three cups of coffee i predict all of the things equal more flat whites are going to get purchased more cappuccinos are going to get purchased all of which is going to re- put more strain on the number of, on the uh, baristas at the Starbucks around the country, and unless they figured out a way to hire a whole lot more baristas, I my guess is your wait time at the Starbucks is probably going up. I don't think this is a particularly smart move on their part, but I don't know. If anyone from Starbucks is listening to the show, you're welcome to call us, 651-289-4477. Um, but anyway, you do make a pretty good cup of coffee, I'll say that. Anyway, let, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about GDP numbers. They came out this week, two two point nine percent growth. We'll dig in and see why that's there's less there than meets the eye. I actually think the numbers were a little little yucky, um, and I'll explain why. I also want to explain something about because I'm doing a am doing a number of things regarding uh, uh, doing a lot of forecasts lately and so forth and a lot, and getting ready for my next quarterly business report, I want to talk about the concept of filtering. The filtering in statistics or in forecasting is a way in which I take, I take a, a set of numbers, a set of observations about some economic phenomenon that is noisy, and I try to pull the signal away from the noise. Right? I want to talk about how that's done, because I'm seeing a whole lot of people throwing out um, different filtering mechanisms um, to try to say, well, this is what's really going on in the economy. Once you get rid of this noise or that noise? And to me, it's sort of like uh, there's, there was a famous paper by Ed Leamer, an economist out at UCLA, uh, with the title, I Just Ran 10,000 Regressions. Um, I'm watching CNBC and Bloomberg right now, and and I feel like I'm watching uh, someone write the sequel. I just ran ten thousand filters, or ten thousand different moving averages, um, to find the number I want to confirm what I already believe to be true. There's a lot of that happening in the market right now. I was going to take a little time to talk about you know what's coming up with the Fed. We got their meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday this coming week we'll okay we think we know what's going to happen uh, but some interesting things to watch for as you get ready to uh, hear that press conference we'll talk about that as well and then and then should you tax a vacant storefront we'll talk about that as well coming up next on the king Banga show on the biz 1440
0: Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
4: Many people are searching for the right 401k decisions within these crazy markets. Are you looking for a local community of
0: investors with the right skills that could help build confidence? Make better financial decisions right here in the Twin Cities. Because you are the best steward of your own money. Call OTA today to learn more in our free introductory investing class, either in-center or virtually at 952-814-4410, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com.
1: And cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
3: AFreserve.com Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness... From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand. For each other. For our nation. For us all. The few, the proud,
1: the Marines. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes.
4: Welcome back, the King Vanian Show. The Biz fourteen forty uh, on a uh, weekend where we probably do need to talk about the GDP report and what happened with it. Let me go uh, open that. Let me go open that file up. I should have done that before we started here, King. Uh, but uh, up two point nine percent in the fourth quarter, right about on expectations. I was seeing numbers between two and a half. And I don't know that I saw too many above 3%, maybe one or two. Um, GDP in the third quarter uh, rose by 3.2%, uh, and, and so forth. Now, if you've listened to The King Banging Show before, and if you haven't, then go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, sign up for the VIP uh, list, and then once you're in the VIP club, you're going to want to pull down the podcast, say, from three months ago, six months ago or so. This is the first estimate of fourth quarter GDP. There will be more estimates. The data that we have currently is incomplete. We have to guesstimate um, uh, a lot of the numbers that are inside the GDP figures. Uh, One of the things that we have to guesstimate is is the one that's the biggest guess is usually the international trade data. But the one that we have to guess at the most is it, 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 almost as much I should say is uh, inventory investment in inventory investment contributed almost half of the two point nine percent increase if inventories can rise for different reasons, right they can happen because you think that there's additional there's additional sales coming in future weeks and months. And so you're building up, getting ready for the rush that you simply can't keep up with. You have to store up some, some, uh, some amount of goods and services in advance to be ready to deliver when that demand hits. Okay. So I was in Arizona a couple weekends ago and as I mentioned, and, you couldn't walk anywhere without seeing a lot of goods being marked with, for the Super Bowl, which will play there two weeks from tomorrow. Um, they were everywhere. Because if you tried to produce them just in time to make just enough for all the people that wanted it, you simply couldn't keep up. Right? So there was a buildup. So that's an example of an inventory buildup that is intentional and doesn't represent something bad that's happening. But the other way in which inventory builds up, um I was just listening to a podcast and uh, a podcast and this these podcasters have their own merch, right? Uh cops shirts and so forth. The King Bang show is never going to be selling you a coffee cup. Okay? We're not going to sell you a t-shirt. We don't do that here. Um I don't <laughs> Uh, you know thank god after all this time i'm not doing this for the money cuz i'd have failed miserably uh but it, but these folks do make some money from from that and they're ready to release a new line of stuff so they now are discounting their their current t-shirts and so forth they have too much inventory and so what happens you put your you put your goods on sale you sell them maybe even at a loss because the cost of holding it means you have you have to hold on, you have to store it someplace. Maybe you actually took out a loan to pay for the production that you plan to pay back from the proceeds when you sell, and the the bank is like, "Hey, when are you going to pay off this loan?" Um, and and you've got you've got an issue there. This buildup in inventory comes at a time when we, in the U.S., comes at a time where we saw retail sales numbers drop. We're seeing industrial production drop. And in my mind, this is an inventory investment. It is not what we're looking for, okay? This is not at all what we're looking for. So if I, if I go look at the, uh, at the GDP report, Okay, I. You will see people use different numbers to try to pull out the impact of inventories. So I typically will will look at final sales, in, okay, final sales to domestic, final sales uh, of domestic product. That number comes in at one point four percent versus the two point nine. So that all that does is take that inventory change out and says. What actually went out in, 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 in final sales to somebody other than the person who made the good? Now, you can pull back, and this is where I talk about this, one of these ways in which people are trying to pull out the real signal. If you listen to this show, you know that I look at final sales frequently as the more reliable measure of GDP. But I'm seeing people pull away other things. So, for example, trade. Right. Exports um, exports fell by 1.3 percent in the third in the fourth quarter after rising thir- almost 14 percent each in the second and third quarters. You had a big slowdown there. Imports, which is a deduction from GDP, fell by 4.6 percent. So net exports actually contributed to GDP growth. They actually contributed – I'm finding the number. I'm having to flip between things. They contributed about half a percent to GDP growth in this economy, but they did so for a bad reason. They did so because our imports fell by a substantial amount. And I think a lot of that is the impact of the end of uh, zero-COVID – In zero COVID policies in China, meaning that um, we weren't getting that many goods coming out of China because you had plants closing there. I think that fell for the wrong reason. So I started to see people use this new number, this different number, final sales to domestic purchasers. So I went from 2.9 to 1.4 using something that I know I've used on the show many times in the past. If you pull out the impact of the change in trade, that gets you down to 0.8%. Should we think the economy was stronger? If you thought the economy was already in a recession, would you be encouraged at all by a number that said about six-tenths of 1% of that 3%, so about 20% of that gain, in the fourth quarter was because we imported less stuff. I don't think you would. And then another contributor on the positive side to the GDP report was was in fact um, was in fact the the government sector actually increasing its purchases. Federal government spending rose by six point two percent, state and local spending by fraction of that two point three percent. So then I saw people quoting, well, final sales to private domestic purchasers. And I'm like, Okay. So you've taken a number, you you said, well, inventories don't count. I kind of agree with that. They tend to they tend to self correct. All right, take that out. But now we've taken out the trade impact. Okay, maybe I see that. Now we're going to take out government spending, and now we're down to two-tenths of 1%. Okay, so we hammered that thing from a 2.9% growth rate to a 0.2% growth rate, and I got to think for most listeners at this point, it's like, okay, so what's the bottle? What am I supposed to believe? Because there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of, junk inside that number. All right. Here's what you should see. Services spending is still at a very healthy clip of rising by 2.6%. Where we've seen a decrease on the investment side has largely been in housing. But if you've listened to the show, you know that I frequently say you don't get recessions without a drop in housing. Housing has dropped in the last three quarters. Minus 18 percent, minus 27 percent, 20, another minus 27 in the fourth quarter. Okay? It subtracted. It subtracted. uh, I'm having to go down and find it here. It subtracted 1.3 percent from GDP growth. If I look at, at durable goods... Durable goods were flat, okay? not Durable goods are the things that are swingy. They change rapidly in a recession. Those things change. The stuff that, that typically is very stable, services, is where all the growth continues to be. And on particularly on the durable goods side, we had a flat quarter. We didn't see any real rebound there. But that's been true for the last few quarters, too. Higher interest rates are having an impact. That's coming from inflation. The big, the bigger news, I think, in the GDP report and in other news of the week actually came in the forms of, of looking at the price indices. And to that we'll turn next here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Hey.
1: you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet but we heard the heartbeat and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special.
2: Life Across America is non-political and totally educational.
1: Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy.
2: 800-260-1792.
3: Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors.
0: That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center.
3: RwC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RwC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life.
0: Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life.
3: Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life.
0: Let's make a difference, rwcinfo.org.
2: Hi, right from my
4: face. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Oh, uh, that's good. There. They don't make them like that dance? anymore. 651 289 4477, King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. I should remind people part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Be sure you listen to uh, my good friends, colleagues, uh, Mitch Berg, one to three today, over on our sister station, AM 1280, The Patriot, and and then Brad Carlson tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, always, a, always a good listen for those two, and uh, given what's happened in the legislature uh, this week, my guess is I think I know what the topic will be. Um, and if you like that stuff, that's probably where you need to go to uh to listen. But I want to get to uh, uh to the other piece of news pieces of news that came out uh this week which is looking at the price indices. Uh let me grab let me grab that information. GDP the GDP deflator, the basic deflator. And I'm going I'm going to take you I'm going to get a little you know, i'm gonna say i'm gonna get a little geeky this whole show is geeky but this will be this will be this will we're gonna up the geek here or nerd up the nerd for you here a little bit um uh, here in the next uh in, in the next uh few moments i just tweeted out to you at the hashtag pound kbrs my twitter handle is at banyan show um you should be able to see a graph that a, a slide that I showed to a group of manufacturers on Thursday this week. And um, there are, um, uh, um, they are, at, this slide looks at the variety of different inflation measures that are out there. There are any number of them that were reported out in the past few. In the past two weeks, and so I've got a handful of them along with a graphic that uh, you can look at uh, uh, here. The graphic is from Bill McBride, who writes the the, the indispensable Calculated Risk blog. Uh, if you're not following it, you're miss you're missing some really particularly if you're in real estate. If you're if you listen to the show and you're in real estate, like the folks who do uh, who who do the show in, uh, previous to mine. Um, here on the biz 1440, you've got to follow that. Anyway, take a look at the graphic. You can see that um, you can see different measures going all the way back to 1990 of inflation. And take a look at the dispersion that I've listed for the last 12 months. You can see them all there. Um, headline CPI at 6.5%, core CPI meaning CPI, less food and energy. And then down at the bottom, you can see core PCE at 4.4%. Indeed, those who have been supportive of the Fed slowing down rate increases, we'll get to the Fed in the next hour, but those who have been supportive of that, one of the things that they've been pointing to has been this this num- fact that core PCE, which is the number that the Federal Reserve tells you they watch, that is their key measure, is at, is at that, P- that core PCE is now below or is within the range of the Fed funds rate. So that when the Fed acts next week, they say we'll finally have a positive real Fed funds rate. Yeah, I just want you to look at the variety of different measures that could be out there. Over the last 12 months, uh, the core CPI, median CPI, the median CPI, and the trim mean CPI both come from um, both come from the uh, Cleveland Federal Reserve. Core services CPI less shelter is actually direct from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Core PCE is a number that came yesterday. Friday in a in the report on personal consumption and and income which gets reported usually the last Friday of the month um, so that is that is that is in that report there so I've got both those reports open on on my screen right now and you can see that core that PCE overall was up five percent but durable goods PCE uh inflator uh, uh, over the last year is only up 1.4. The Fed has said, the Federal Reserve has said that PCE for services, less shelter, The uh, Chair, Chair Powell has said they are paying really close attention to that number. So overall, services inflation at 5.2% on the PCE measure that's not on that that slide i've given you but that number is still at a that's that still still above the 5% and he's saying i got to pay attention to services and i've got to take the shelter part out of services because we think it understated before and we think it's going to and people have been talking for a while about the fact that the way we measure shelter infl- inflation from rent and owner-occupied housing is goofy and and it it reports in with a lag um look if there was a better way to do it we probably would have done it we just have they just haven't figured out a better way to measure that everyone attacks it and they're like well then you do better <laughs> and no one seems to come up with any way to do that so that is the that is the the, the the figure that is out there is that. It is going to be that. And I expect you're going to hear that at the, at the uh, press conference from Jay Powell on Wednesday this week coming up. You'll hear uh, them pick apart that particular number. Um, if you look at core market-based PCE, which will take out, which will take out, I, I'm going to double check my my figures here um it moves it removes uh, financial services furnished without payment and well it moves a bunch of things but uh, it, i don't think it removes the stuff that i want it to move remove which would be shelter but that's in at about 4.8 percent and again there are a variety of numbers out there people are reporting them and i think there are ways in which People can interpret them differently. So I want to play for you a few clips. The first one is, what did I do with that? I thought I wrote it down right here. Shoot. Uh, Rebecca Felton, is that her name, Uh, is at, I swear to God, I wrote it down on a sheet of paper here, and that sheet of paper has disappeared. Uh, I lost my cut sheet. But Rebecca Felton is at Riverside Investment Group. She was on Yahoo Finance uh and uh and and was looking at the data and she's and she like me looked at it and said oh, i know that top line number looks good but let's take a look a little deeper cut number one
2: please The other thing that is of concern is the fact that uh, credit card debt, while still manageable, is starting to tick up at the same time these uh, interest rates are going higher. So we know savings rates are lower. Folks are having uh, to stretch those dollars further, particularly as the essentials continue to move higher. Food prices are still very high, even though energy prices have come down. So the consumer is something that we're watching very closely.
4: If you look at food price inflation over the last year, it's on the PCE measure, which I, which I like. I think that's that one's measured well. That's eleven percent. Okay, and I continue to have friends on Facebook and Twitter post me pictures from the grocery store, and it's pointed at the price of eggs. Um, of course, right? It's not just demand; it's also supply. Um, There's a substantial debate about how much of this is avian flu and how much of this is just the general inflation that's happening in the economy. The answer is, is, I, I really like the way Scott Sumner puts this, never reason from a price change. You can't determine by the change in the price whether or not it's supply or demand. The answer is it's probably some of both. And you don't have any real way of knowing how much is one or the other, so I usually tell people to get away from that particular viewpoint. Let me let me uh, also then play on CNBC on uh, on Thursday. Uh, this would have been Michael Strain. He's an economist who works at the American Enterprise Institute, and they had a panel. I mean, they had like eight people on this panel. Uh, and, and he was commenting as well. Let's play this. This is cut number six. We're still growing above potential, and the Fed wants to push the economic growth rate below the economy's underlying potential while keeping it positive. That didn't happen in the fourth quarter of the year, and the expectation that the Fed's going to stop around 5% I think uh, looks, looks uh, more misplaced this morning than it did yesterday. That that was really interesting. Indeed, um, what I really enjoyed about working with Spencer is Spencer will tell me after in the green room, he will listen to the clips. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. He's just listening to the clips and he's like, and has an impression of, oh, this didn't sound good. And he particularly commented about about uh, uh, Michael Strain, who's a, who's a great economist. I have to differ with him on one thing. Is the economy growing above potential? I don't know. I don't know. If you think all of the labor that we've lost, the labor supply we've lost is permanent, then I think he's got a case. GDP has grown on average a little more than 2% per per year. We've had the last two quarters come in at 3.2 and 2.9. Indisputably, i believe we've gotten closer to potential gdp than we were before okay but i don't know that i don't know that we've gone past potential gdp such that such that i think inflation necessarily is going to rise back up but that is in fact what what strain is saying is gdp you know inflation could tick back up and i really think it could and i'm going to tell you more about why i think that's true. Relying on um, a, a frequent, uh, a, a frequent voice you hear on the King Banyan Show, which is which is Larry Summers. We'll have some, we'll have some recording from him uh, from last night coming up next here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. 1440.
0: The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley.
3: All the big shots. Right corner three on the way. Good for Bowden Scumper. Dunks. And home, Grant Nelson. And steals. Samari
4: Wheeler, Thomas
3: pokes it away. Hello again, Bison Nation. Rob hip here, voice of the Bison. Catch North Dakota State Bison men's basketball all season long on the Pioneer Seeds Bison Radio Network and right here on the Biz 1440. For full schedule and broadcast information, visit GoBison.com. Horns up and Go Bison.
1: It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game.
4: Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
1: Save 700 gallons of water and 250 pounds of salt this year with the new wet technology water softener from Commerce Water. Get $400 for your old softener. Commerce will haul it away, too. Commerce.com. Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis. or
0: standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
4: works for me uh, in a particular way I'm going to be talking about the 70s here in a little bit I'm pretty sure I remember actually driving around my hometown with that on the radio turned up to 11 (laughs) um I I will tell you if you never had the pleasure of a Warren Zevon concert you missed something um he was fun on stage. Holy cow, he was fun. Um, great to watch. Anyway, I would. Um, I, I, I'm going to talk. I want to talk about this a, a little bit in terms of uh, of where I think the Fed will go. I'm going uh, to. So the next next hour will be the Fed's return to the 1970s, which didn't turn out well. I will say. I also want to talk about th- this. This uh, what I think is a very interesting movement among folks to tax any behavior they don't like. And I think it ha- at, and, and I'm not going to practice both sidesism on this one. Uh, although I, I would be, I'd be quick to add that uh, there are examples of of Republicans who tax things they don't like. Uh, but uh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick on Minneapolis. Uh, today uh, because that's where y'all are right so uh, and and i'll say we don't do we don't do this in st cloud anyway uh here's what here's here's what larry summers had to say he was on of course wall street week regular contributor to bloomberg you you often hear him here on the biz 1440 uh they'll take clips from his his tv hits and play them back on play them back on radio but he's talking about these these various reports, and let's go ahead and play this. this is cut two, please. but if you looked at how much of it was uh, inventories, you looked at the internals of it, it looked less strong, and then we got
0: a number this morning on personal spending that was softer than people
4: were expecting All right so it was a soft number. Let me go back and read you one more time uh, the 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 from that particular report okay so personal consumption expenditures was down three-tenths of percent in in december that was the expectation was about a minus point minus 0.1 or 0.2, depending on who you asked pce for the month of december uh, alone three-tenths percent and then that of course as i mentioned pencils out to the 4.4 percent increase let's continue with uh, summers cut number three please my advice uh, to the Fed, which I think is consistent with the path
0: uh, thereon, is to maintain maximum flexibility in an economy where things could go uh,
4: either either way. And and this is this is what I'm hoping I hear is that is that as someone who has who spent. 25 years of his career, um, studying the Fed and arguing for a rules-based central bank, that it should be as transparent as possible what it is the Fed is going to do. Um, As I said in the uh, presentation to a group of area manufacturers on Thursday, I've been doing this effectively for 40 years now. I've lived through seven recessions um, about to I'm about to go into my eighth and I say live through i mean I lived through some as a as a child or a teenager but I didn't really experience them the first one I would argue I experienced was nineteen eighty and I was already I was already moved to the west coast from my from my hometown and and was in my first year of graduate studies um, so I'll consider myself to have lived through the nineteen eighty the uh the first of the double dip recession in eighty and eighty in nineteen eighty and then the second one in eighty one eighty two most of them they were all kind of odd, and i've been trying to think about what this one is going to look like, what I will do and if you if you're watching us on on if you're if you're watching Twitter while you're listening to the show today. I've got a graphic and a link to a blog post coming up. It's scheduled to pop up at the top of the hour, and it's going to drive some of the conversation in the next period, in the next hour. I think it has been, as I said to the manufacturers, as hard to forecast this recession as any. For the people that hopped on the two quarters of negative GDP in the first half of the year, look, GDP was up more than 2% for, for between the end of 2021, the end of 2022, I don't think you I, – I, I I, could sort of say, yeah, yeah, you guys were wrong. I don't think that's appropriate because it has just been really, really, really strange. Um, has, been, um, has been really, really strange this particular moment. So I'm not going to dance on – I'm not going to dunk on people who said there was a recession in the first half have what i and and i expect that in contrast if it turns out there's not a recession in 23 some people are going to dunk on me to say well you called there was a recession there was no recession yep they're right but i have to go on the data that i have right now but i have to say do i how certain do i feel about this this call for a recession i feel less certain than i feel less certain than i felt in 2007 I feel less certain than I did in 2000. Okay. It feels a little bit like the 1991, but it really feels much more, or at least based on my reading, and I didn't live through that one, it really feels like the one back in, in the 1970s. And so the graphic you're about to see and the conversation you're about to have is going to be that. It's going to be that recession that happens in the 1970s and comparing it to what it looks like now and the what happens next all of that all of that will be there John I'm going to ask you just to wait on the line I'll take your call first before we launch into that in the next hour but I'll just ask you to hang on there until then I appreciate you, you calling um, and yeah why do you tax an empty store in front why would you do that well it turns out you know the way to get at the question is why do landlords keep empty storefronts empty for months and years? There are some reasons that might actually be pretty rational. We'll talk about those as well in the next hour of The King Bang Show on The Biz 1440.
0: Cable news noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we.
1: That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. You can get a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price through this special limited-time offer. AM-1280 The Patriot is partnering with a local law firm that specializes in estate plans. If you don't have a will, the court will decide who gets your assets. This can be costly to your loved ones. You've heard the stories where even strong families are torn apart by the process. AM-1280 The Patriot's attorney partner is offering a full package of estate planning services for just $1,500, regularly $3,000. It includes wills, power of attorney, health care directives, guardian and conservator documents. Call the station and we'll put you in touch with our attorney for a no-obligation conversation to make sure this is the right fit for you and your family. There are only a few of these half-off estate plan offers. Get your house in order today with a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price. Call us at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. The tax man Cometh. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing retirement income and the taxes you pay on that income in retirement. Many retirees are shocked at how high taxes can be after they retire. Don't get caught without a plan. Alan Mike will share with you how to create a tax efficient income strategy. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on the Biz 1440 or call them right now at 855 231 6010. Dad, guess what? What?